Please always consult with your physicians prior to making any changes to your treatment plan. Music is courtesy of Ryan Hamner. Welcome to Living with Scanxiety, the cancer podcast, a podcast geared to help you navigate the pediatric cancer world. As a mother of a child who battled a soft tissue sarcoma for over a year, your host, Rosaria Kozar, understands and will help guide you through your journey. She brings the knowledge of experts, families, survivors, and other organizations tied to the pediatric cancer world to your doorstep. Her mission is to inform, support, and promote hope for you and your family. This is where hope lives. This is where hope thrives. Together as one. She referred us to an endocrinologist who ran some blood work, and then she also ran an MRI, and that on April 9th, 2018, the MRI came back and a mass was found in my pituitary gland in my brain, and I went um, on, I underwent a bunch of different tests, MRI scans, blood work, and then on May 2nd, 2018, I was diagnosed with germinoma, a germ cell brain tumor. Hello, and I am so lucky to be here today with Grace from the With Grace Initiative. And she was actually a guest at a State of the Union address. So I just think she's so, she's super cool. And how old are you? I am 12 years old. 12 years old, and she is the inspiration behind the With Grace Initiative. So we're going to hear about that organization and also about her and her story. So she is so brave to come on and share this with you guys. I can't wait for you to hear. So uh, do you want to introduce yourself? Sure. Um, so my name is Grace. I am 12 years old. I am a childhood cancer survivor. So when I was in first grade, we noticed that my thirst had gone up a lot. Uh, so we contacted my pediatrician, um, and he said that it was totally normal because I liked playing sports. Um, and a lot of kids my age in first grade who did a lot of sports like me had similar um, had stuff similar to this. Um, so then a few years later in third grade, uh, my growth had slowed down, and the doctor said that that was not normal. So he referred us to an endocrinologist who ran some blood work, and then she also ran an MRI, and that on April 9th, 2018, the MRI came back, and a mass was found in my pituitary gland in my brain, and I went um, on, I underwent a bunch of different tests, MRI scans, blood work, and then on May 2nd, 2018, I was diagnosed with germinoma, a germ cell brain tumor. And then I had four rounds of chemotherapy at Northwest Israel Hospital and 24 rounds of proton radiation at the Lori Proton Center. Um, that was a part of Robert Wood Johnson Barnabas Health and Rutgers Cancer Institute of New Jersey. And then on December 16th, which was actually my birthday, uh, I was declared NED, no evidence of disease, and I've been uh, cancer-free for over two years now. Oh, cancer-free for over two years? Uh, That's fantastic. Yeah. Is it, are you excited about that, or is it nerve-wracking? I mean, whenever 
I know that coming out from treatment, it's kind of different because it's kind of crazy to go back into normal life. But um, I'm happy to be out of treatment and to come back to normal life again. It feels really good. Yeah. Do you question yourself what normal is for you now compared to what it was? Totally. I mean, there's a few side effects from after treatment, which, I mean, I didn't even know that this was like impossible. I still have to take like different pills. Um, But it's definitely has altered the reality normal for me um but I'm still I mean I'm healthy and I can still do my everyday activities which I think is the most important thing that's fantastic that you're able to do those the things that you like you know you don't want that to be taken away from you Uh, yeah definitely did you have uh so you had the proton radiation is that because it was so close to your pituitary gland Yes. So um, my doctor has made a plan. I had, um, after several tests, um, they determined that uh, they should not do a biopsy. Um, and then they decided to do chemo. And if the tumor had not shrunk by then, um, then they would still do some radiation. They did do radiation just in case because that would limit the possibility of it coming back and having less side effects, which was the most important thing. Least amount of side effects and most likely not to come back is what we want. So I have to ask you, how did you feel when you found out you were diagnosed? So it was definitely very scary because I was younger when it happened. So I don't totally understand what cancer was. And undergoing all these tests, meeting all these different doctors, it was all happening at once. So that was pretty scary. Um, but I mean, now looking back at it, I think that I was, I mean, I think that going through it, I think that I had the tumor for a reason and I'm proud to be here today, but it was scary. Um, But I tried to stay positive because I knew that if I stayed positive, it would just all be okay. Yeah. Yeah. And you definitely have stayed positive. You have a smile on your face and everything. Thank you. And do you remember, were you there when you were diagnosed or did your parents tell you? So I had to go for a few tests um, with my parents and I was in the hospital when they told me because I had a lumbar puncture or a spinal tap and I was in the hospital because the results came back pretty quick. And um, yeah, so they told me in the hospital and I was still kind of like overwhelmed because I was coming out because I was sedated for the spinal tap. So I was still kind of woozy but then my parents talked to me a little bit more when I was like all okay um yeah so what would you suggest for a parent to do with somebody your age when they find out like what really helped you so um I think that it's you have to just really kind of be comforting and not kind of overwhelmed the child because I think that especially going through all these tests I mean for me I never had an MRI before uh, before, or any scans like this before so it's all kind of overwhelming so you just have to kind of take it one step at a time um, and just try to stay positive because I think that staying positive and just looking for the bright side things can I mean it can really change your outcome and just try to find something positive. I mean, I think surrounding 
yourself with the people that you love is important too. Like talking about it too, I think is important. Yeah. That's good. And were you able to attend school or did you stay home? So I, when I was feeling okay, because my immune system was still kind of low. Um, and I mean, I still kind of felt bad from all the uh, pills that I was taking and the chemo after effects were still kind of uh, made me feel all funny. But I did get to go into school in person. Some days I still had to be monitored. And if I wasn't feeling good, I still had to kind of take breaks. Um, but I also had a robot, a Vigo robot, which my treatment center set up. So it's almost like, so on my iPad, I could do school. And I had this robot that was in school for me and it would sit at my desk so I could see it and I could like, it could look more to the ground or more up and it could go any side that I want. So it's basically like if people were going to the gym, I could stand in line and go to the gym with them because I could control it. So it was pretty fun. Um, so at least I could stay home, especially if I wasn't feeling good. And if my immune system was really bad, I could still be with the class though. It's kind of like virtual school today. Um, um, but it was, I mean, I was glad to have all these resources that allowed me to do school because, I mean, I was very different. I liked school, um, especially being out of school. I really wanted to be back in school. And I like was so thankful for those resources that I still am today. That's fantastic. I love the robot. <laughs> Talk about technology. That's even cooler. Yeah. Boom. I, I want a robot. So, <laughs> so nice. Yeah, and so how do you feel, because you've been cancer-free for two years, and so you had one year back at school, and now you're home with Zoom. Is that kind of, that's got to be the worst feeling. I mean, how is that for you? Yeah, I mean, I will say the one of the right sides of having cancer is, I mean, now that we're kind of all virtual I was kind of prepared for this like I'm glad that I got cancer when I did because I was prepared for quarantine I was prepared for washing my hands and wearing my masks um, and I mean I like to find the positive I mean even in cancer as hard as it is I think that now I have the experience and I'm ready to kind of glove up and put my mask on yeah and- <laughs> Yeah, so it's something that's not foreign to you. And yeah, which is good. do your friends seek out advice from you sometimes? Um, I think, well, I mean, going through all that I went through, I do feel a lot stronger than I was before. So I do try to like, I mean, I know that some people like they're scared um, if they're like, I don't know, having blood work or something like that. So I do try to help people who have never been through this before and survivors. Um or like people who are going into survivor because I have because of all the resources I've been able to talk to more people. So I mean I do try to help who I can going through what I went through. Um, and I think that that's one of the good things or the bright sides. It, at least now I get to help people because I have minimal side effects. So I think I'm still able to help people, which is so important for me. And you have a huge outlet you created. Thank is you. it a nonprofit? Uh, yes, it is a nonprofit initiative. Uh, okay. The Trace Initiative. Yeah. yeah, that's fantastic. And what do you guys Thank do? You. Um, so we are an ACCO, the American Child and Cancer Organization, founding hope. And um, 
So we have like a few things that we focus on. One big thing is childhood cancer awareness because uh, raising awareness for childhood cancer is so important. Um, and I think raising awareness can also help us raise funds for um, childhood cancer research, which for me is one of the most important things. So, I mean, having this important data from the research can help so many people. Yeah. Um, we also focus on direct care initiatives. So whether that's making care packages for a certain family or a certain center at a hospital or supporting child life specialists and just supporting hospitals, that's another huge thing because we try to help almost needy areas or, or families in need who do not have the resources that we had. So we're big on giving back. And for me personally, one of the huge things that when we decided to create the initiative, I was like, we have to do something with kindness and positivity. So we're also big on kindness and good vibes. And we're trying to spread kindness as well as just good vibes around. Because mm-hmm. for us, that was like a huge part of my treatment. I mean, anybody who knows me uh, says that I was all about the good vibes only. I mean, it was like my favorite thing during treatment. So I was like, we had to include that in the Miss Grace mission somehow. That's fantastic. And I love that you're reaching out. You're not just giving back to your community, but you're reaching out to a community. It seems like that needs the most help versus just (laughs) random people. Is that fair to say? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. And so you have a website or no? Uh, Yes, we do. It is www.com at withgraceinitiative.org. And there you can find a bunch of our resources. You can meet our board, our different committees, and you can um, learn a little bit more about our mission and more details and what we've been up to lately. Okay, so we go on there. We have a child with cancer. What do we do? Uh, so there is a volunteer form because, I mean, some people reach out saying, hey, is there something that we can do? So some people reach out and we love all our volunteers because we can do so many things with the volunteers. And that has been helpful. And one of the other things that we've been focusing on, too, specifically, um, right, or recently, we've been doing a lot of advocacy because um, virtually it's kind of hard to do that. So we're just trying to raise awareness by doing advocacy and I mean, I think that it's been very impactful. And even if it's something little, I mean, having people DM us on Instagram saying, thank you for the care package, even if it's little, um, even if it's like really little, it's still like really exciting and amazing for us knowing that we made a family smile. That's great. All right. So. A little bit of the fun part of the show. And I'm so happy you came. I'm so happy that you you. shared your story. I know it's going to help a lot of people that listen. Thank you. So these are the questions. Mm -hmm. Would you rather read minds or tell the future? Oh, read minds or tell the future? That's a hard one. Oh, I like to read minds because... I think that sometimes if I'm like, if people are trying to come up with an idea, it's like I could see what their idea is. So if we could come up with something even better, I think that that would be very helpful. And if somebody, I don't know, if like they don't really like to share ideas, we could like, I could sort of see it and help them express it. I think that that would be 
very helpful. So I think I would choose reading mind. Okay, fly or invisibility? Ooh, I'd like to, huh, that's a hard one. I think I'd like to fly because I don't know if I like birds and I think that's cool how they can fly and I think that I'd be able to see different places. I think that it would just be a great way to travel. It would save me a lot of time and save. Save you a lot of money. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's a good one. And if you had, so let's just say there's one book left in the world and it is written by Grace. What is the title and what does the back say on it? Ooh. So I would name my book Good Vibes Only. I like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the back would say, I think it would say, that's a hard thing. Um, I think it would say, stay positive. You're amazing. I think it would be a very inspirational thing. And it would say, meet Grace. She's 12 years old. Um, she likes, and these are her hobbies or something like that. Uh, so I think it would kind of be like a biography. I absolutely love that. <laughs> and you. last one. What song is representative of your life right now? Ooh, that's a hard one. Um, I don't know. Let's see. Um, I think Don't Stop Me Now by Queen. Um, mm-hmm. It's a very happy and upbeat song. Um, so, I mean, I'm, I think... I know I'm in a very happy uh, place right now. I mean, with all that's going good in my initiative, and the song kind of says, "Cause I'm having a good time, and I don't want to stop at all." So I think that that's very. Cause I mean, we're getting a lot of work done for the initiative, and it's all going well. And I'm excited for the future with that. Yeah. Love it, love it. Well, thank, thank you. you so much, Grace. This has been fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. It was so exciting for me. I mean, I love sharing my story if it can help somebody else. And no, it's just been a really exciting opportunity for me. Thank you for tuning in to Living with Scanxiety. Please subscribe to hear more informative discussions like today's. Music is courtesy of Ryan Hamner.